daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Rays podcast. And today we have the third and final installment of our interview with Fangraphs.com national baseball writer Kevin Goldstein, also a longtime front office executive with the Houston Astros. And again, uh, if you want to catch the conversation in its entirety on video, be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube page. So without further ado, here is more of Kevin Goldstein. Is uh, I, I, I'm going to try to guess who those two guys might be from the Rays. Was were they obviously Wander Franco and Tyler Glass now before he got hurt? No, I think I have Glass now figured out, and and not and that's not a it's not an insult. Like the guys off New Pass Meter are maybe worse than Tyler Glass now, right? Um, I certainly like Shane Baz's first start. I was like, I haven't seen this kid since high school. I know he has changed dramatically. Well, he actually hasn't changed dramatically. He's in a stuff perspective. Um. Whatever he did was all about land of location and command, and and it's amazing what he's done. Uh, but I want to—I need to bear down. I want to see this, right? I got to yeah. see, figure this out. Um, I, I, you know, went and, and they they change, they move. Where I got like, oh, I, I think I kind of, I think I kind of figured this out. So he's no longer there. But like, I went through a month of like Mike Zunino's up, right? Trying to figure that out. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm stopping everything, like <laughs> looking at my phone. And next up, Mike Zunino. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to watch Mike Zunino. Um, uh, you know, and a lot of the time it's like young players who I haven't gotten a lot of looks at, um, you know, like when Bruhan was up for, you know, a cup of coffee and mm-hmm. like, Oh, well, I'm, I want, you know, and some of it's just, you know, for your own encyclopedia, for your own database, it's, I call them a body check. I just want to see what it looks like. Like what's the operation yeah. look like? You know, what this, what's this player look like when he swings a bat? And, um, so, but yeah, there's always a few, um, I'm trying to think of like any, they had a couple guys like on the pitching side, certainly, um, I had McClanahan like a like I remember last year getting into that one for a little bit, but they they do they move around a little bit, um, like who the player is. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, speaking, that, that's a lot of young names: Boz, Vidal, Bruhan. List goes on and on. Uh, Kevin, either on the Rays or elsewhere, is there who's one prospect that that baseball fans need to keep an eye out on for in twenty twenty two? It's a tough one. Um, I'm going to throw this name out just because he's new, um, and that's Cam Meisner, who, okay. who came over in the Wendell deal. Um, I'm going to start out by saying I'm not a huge fan of Cam Meisner. Um, I saw him in college. He is, um, you know, it's like it's a right field profile, like body beautiful. Like second he got off the bus, you'd go, yeah, this guy's great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just he's really impressive. He's got huge raw power. Um, it's very athletic. It all looks the part. Um, and he never hits like he just, he strikes out a ton. I just don't think there's enough bat there. And I've always, I've kind of always been waiting for, um, somebody. And I think the, the, I think the giants and Dodgers might actually be ahead of other baseball teams in this sense of actually kind of getting, you still need a baseline, but a little bit better hit tool out of guys like this. Okay. Um, and I, I'm, I'm waiting for, and I wonder if, if Meisner can figure something out in Tampa. I wouldn't bet on it, and it's probably not. And I'm not saying he's a breakout. I'm just like interested to see if something different happens with him there. Because again, you know, to go back to something I think we talked about in the first three minutes, the tools are there, right? Mm-hmm. The tools are there all day. You know, he's six four, he's two twenties. You know, he's you know built like a football player. Um, <laughs> he moves really, really well. 
And when he, you know, when he touches the ball, it goes a long way. Um, it's real impressive. It's, it's, you know, big bopper kind of power. Um, I don't know if there's enough bat in there before it to ever matter. Um, but I do wonder, I think the Rays are, the Rays do interesting things in terms of player development. I'm just kind of interested to see, like, again, not betting on it, but interested to see if something does change with them in, in that regard. And, and, um, it's like anything, you know, I think, you know, the Rays are really smart with their acquisitions and this happens in the industry too. Like the Rays trade for someone and we all kind of go, Oh, what do they see in that guy? You know, and you want to figure that out. And I'm, I'm interested if they actually did see something in Meisner or if they just said, let's get, let's get the guy with the tools and the upside. And we'll see if we figure it out. And maybe we don't. Right. And you know, the Rays get a lot of high marks for their pitching development uh, and their analytics team as well, but flipping gears, what about the hitting side? Is, is there an organization that is known as this is the gold standard for developing hitters? Dodgers are up term. there. And, and and some of that Dodgers thing is in the sense that the Dodgers are, I think the Dodgers have figured something out in terms of approach, which has been another kind of, to use the term again, a white whale for teams. Um, mm-hmm. I think players and all have just kind of have a certain very have a very small range of what their approach can be. And like, you know, if you have a guy who's like super free swing and you're not going to turn him into Ricky Anderson, it's just not going to happen. Um, they but they've seemed to like get a like a consistent improvement, even if it's incremental, um, in approach on guys. Um, uh, and I think they have figured something out. And I know people with other teams who think they have figured something out. And um, and they're all trying to figure out what that is, and and I don't know what it is, but uh, people are pretty convinced they have something. Um, you, you'd fit very well in a, in a front office, Ulysses, with your conspiracies, because they all have them. And, and so, um, yeah, there's all sorts. Everyone thinks they got something. Everyone thinks every other team has something figured out, or spending an inordinate amount of time trying to figure out what that thing is. Right. Um, you know, and and um, there are players. I can I, I can even think of players like the Ashes acquired, where. You know, we liked some things about him and and got him and and you know the player had a breakout campaign. Not that even we thought he would have. And they go and people go, oh man, what'd you know about that guy going in? Would you? And it's like, well, well, well you never know. <laughs> like, we didn't know shit. Like, you know, we got lucky. Um, but uh, but yeah, to go back to the, um, God, I ramble. The Dodgers um, definitely, I, I think, are a team that has some sort of something going on with hitting. But I do think that advantage again is more approach and swing decision based and kind of getting guys to hit a ball with a bat based bet online has you covered all season long with more props odds and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season so be sure to head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use the promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N. Again, L O C K E D O N, locked on to receive that bonus. Bet online, it is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and it's where the game starts. Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are 
and how you feel. They have collaborations with the likes of the Wu-Tang Clan, Batman, the Goonies, Star Wars, Major League Baseball, the NBA, and so many others. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. Those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Just use the promo code Locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, locked on at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Now, it wouldn't be a baseball podcast, Kevin's and Kevin's, um, if we didn't talk about the lockout. So if you could just wave a wand and you could fix one thing and one thing only from this lockout, what would that be? Would it be service time manipulation to be gone? Would it be a universal DH? Would it be better wages? What what, what would that one thing be for Kevin Goldstein? Um, I'm going to let you define this however you want to because I think it's more of a vague thing. But I think, um, I think Major League Baseball needs a rule set that incentivizes teams to put their best 25 players on the field every day. I think I think that rule set solves most of the external problems um, on things like arbitration and, and and service time manipulation and things like that. I think if there's a rule set that encourages teams to have their best 25 players on the field, a lot of that other stuff gets solved. Do you think that would be expanded playoffs? I think expanded playoffs actually, uh, it's interesting you brought that up, actually play a surprising role in that in the sense that they would make you know, you're walking into the year thinking you might win 78 to 80. Um, you know, all of a sudden, if 86 gets you in, you might make that move, right? Where before you'd go, yeah, we're not going to catch the Rays or the Yankees or the Astros here and screw it. I'm not going to spend that kind of money. Um, but actually, if something like, yeah, I don't know, 85, we're actually got a chance, you know, and then, then you do. Um, I think more importantly, it, 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 you know, it makes, and not to pick, I just obviously have hardly the only time it happened, but it, it, you know, Adley Rushman should be playing for the Orioles right now. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Period. Yeah. Like he's their best catcher. He yeah. should be the one playing. And, and I think a rule set that incentivizes that as opposed to the one, you know, it's not even that we don't have a rule that incentivizes, like we have a rule that disincentivizes them to call it the player. And so if that's the case, the system is broken. Um, and, and the, it, it's not good. It's not good for, for baseball. It's not good for the fans of the Orioles. It, and that's, that's a broken system. And so, you know, we need to have a system where teams are incentivized to where Baltimore is incentivized to have Adley Rushman up. Um, you know, and that involves, you know, that uh, that involves things like service time, and 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 we need to kind of recalculate how we do that, and when players come up and when players don't. So players are getting to free agency when they need to, but also teams are um, getting as much as they they get from those players before they get there, and and uh, you know, it should not be based on some sort of strange service time measurement in days in the big leagues because that what's creates this bad outcome you know and and i'm saying all of this as someone who worked for the houston astros who tanked you know they would never use that term but that's what they did i know that Mm -hmm. um and but at the same time i've always been a big kind of don't hate the game don't hate the player hate the game kind of person Mm -hmm. and and like the system is so set up to encourage it you know that you'd be you'd almost be a fool not to at times and and you know when you think about the Astros that that front office inherited, absolute morons not to do it, you know. And 
hated doing it, but like the system screamed, do it. Yeah. Um, and we need a system that doesn't scream, do it. You know, that's what we need. The system has screamed it so loud that you saw it as race fans. Oh, eight David price having such a tremendous September, October starting the year in AAA in 2009. And now it makes me think again, conspiracy theory, a guy like Shane Boz, <laughs> could he start in AAA in, in 2022? I mean, it, it, it's, why wouldn't they do it for an extra yeah. year time? I mean, we'll see what we end up walking out with, um, you know, when they come to an agreement in, I don't know, February 3rd or so. Um, uh, you know, we'll see what we're walking out with in terms of, of trying to fix that. And I hope it, I, I hope it's a situation that that's best for, for Boz and other players as well. So it, it's hard to say, but I do already think that there might be based on um, what we saw the week before the lockout um, with teams losing their goddamn minds. <laughs> but they think about who lost their goddamn minds, right? The Rangers. The Tigers. Tigers. And What's and while the, and while they didn't like uh, and while they didn't like shop at Saks Fifth Avenue, like even the Marlins stopped shopping at Walmart, right? <laughs> they went to Target a yeah. little bit, right? And so all of a sudden, like you know, these teams have lost 100 games or, or were way out of standings. All of a sudden, went with the radical philosophy of maybe we'll make the roster better by spending some money. Mm-hmm. You know, that's great. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is fantastic. This is great. It's great for the fans of those teams. It's great for baseball. It's great for the players. This is fantastic. Um, and so maybe we, we are seeing kind of a shift change, or maybe we're seeing teams start to exercise a shift change, hopefully, um, because I know that, uh, hopefully, because they know that they're no longer going to be incentivized mm-hmm. to, to, to mm-hmm. do to do the tank and draft strategy. Hopefully. A uh, couple final questions here as we push up on an hour. Um, I got five more. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have to, as, as much as we love to keep you on for that length of time, we also want to be respectful <laughs> as well. Um, You're talking to somebody who puts out like a three-hour podcast every week, so I'm fine. <laughs> and we listen. And we listen. No, you moron. So I'm so sorry. Should I apologize now? Do we need to send you like a gift card? <laughs> what, what, what do you Ulysses need? was playing the piano while he was listening to chin music yeah. and eating. Yeah. You were doing like three things at once, I think. I know. I'm, thank you. I, I don't know if that's a talent, but yeah. thank you. There we go. That Hey, there, <laughs> you put that in your resume when you're trying to get a, a job with the Rays or whatnot. Sure. Um, what is Carlos Correa? How much does he get in free agency, considering what Corey Seager got and Javi Baez and all these other guys? Um, you know, I think he's either going to want, I mean, he's, either, he's going to want to exceed something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's either going to want to exceed the 10 that that Seager got. Um, but I think he's, he'd also probably be open to a, um, to a much shorter deal, a bet on himself deal, if he was able to get some sort of AAV record, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I bet he would be open to like a three times fifty. Um, set a record, right? Set a record. Set an AAV record. We're going ever three times forty-five. Set a record. Set a, get your record. I'm number one. <laughs> and if you're Carlos Correa and you guys got to remember how young he is, Carlos Correa, you set your AAV record. You get your three forty-five. You get one hundred thirty-five million over three. And at thirty, you're a free agent again, and you're still younger than most of the shortstops in the market, right? Wow. And so, um, I, you know, I. Knowing Carlos, my guess was that he probably, you know, wants to surpass um, what Seager has done one way or another. Um, and, and we'll see where he ends up. 
what do you consider to be the most head-scratching move, trade, or signing right before the lockout presented itself? That's a good question. I'm trying to think of anything. I think it's, uh, you know, let me preface it by saying, uh, again, um, I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm happy that any player gets their contract. Get mm-hmm. paid. Get your money. Get paid. Right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. And like, I'm <laughs> all for it. Get paid. Um, I was surprised to see Javi Baez get a deal the size he got. Um, I just didn't know if the, they didn't think the market for him would be there. Um, I also think I would be the one, the team that wanted to give him that. Um, like really good defensive player. Um, and, and maybe he does some things in Detroit that, that he's not going to do. So he, I think he does impact kind of the vibes of a team in a really good way. Uh, just a like crazy energy guy. And I think he can definitely help Detroit in that regard. Um, I just really worry about the offense um, with him and, and um, just the combination of the walk and the K rate really scares the hell out of me for his future. Um, so I guess that's the one that, that, that surprised me the most kind of just and, and both in terms of, 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 of length and, and, and annual commitment. Is the Houston Astros the team you still follow the most, or is there maybe no. a childhood Kevin inside that says, you know what, I'm going to revert to my childhood team. How, how is that fandom to you? Or are you just a baseball fan? Yeah, definitely the latter. Um, you know, I grew up a Mets fan. I was a huge Astros fan while I worked for the Astros. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, like I said, skin in the game. And mm-hmm. also, like, you know, you get to know some of the players. And, and also, they're paying my mortgage. Uh, you know, <laughs> and all those things are really good reasons to be the fan of a team. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, the Astros fired me, right? I don't know where you guys, I, I'm sure you guys have had jobs where you fired. You're not fans of them anymore, are you? Uh, no. So, I mean, I went backwards just, I think I went backwards to my, you know, first media gig where I was actually the most comfortable, which is I am, like you said, I'm a fan of the baseball game. I have no, like, I don't root for or against anyone as much as I'm rooting for really good baseball, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when I think about, you know, game six of, of a series, I'm rooting for game seven. That's what I'm rooting for, right? <laughs> Okay. Um, I guarantee you, like any playoff series that went to a game six, I was rooting for the team down three, two, because I wanted a game seven. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I root for drama. I root for players is what I root for. I root. There are players I really like who I root for, um, you know, far more than teams, but I do like love baseball and, and, um, like this weekend, I guarantee you, I will be watching Dominican winter league games. Yeah. Right. You know? And so, um, you know, I like to watch baseball. I like to have, I, you know, I like to have fun watching baseball. I've, I've been down there for winter league games. It's a blast and you know, that kind of thing. And and it's, so it's not, I don't sit there. I, I'm not at all. I, I think kind of, you know, I think some level of fandom is kind of a disease. Um, and I think it's okay to you know, have your team and have it like your team. But I, I think you always have to be careful of, of the way you feel about your team making you irrational. Um, about about players or, or other things or, or and players either in terms of what they do on the field or sometimes what they don't do or what they do off the field and how that makes mm-hmm. you feel. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I just, I, I, I love baseball. And I love baseball players. I don't really have any team anymore. Um, you know, I don't root for the Mets anymore, even though that was the team I loved as a kid. Um, so yeah, I don't really, I don't sit there and I don't wake up and say who's Team X playing and I'm, that's who I'm going to watch at all in any way. 
that that's a tremendous question, and the, and your love for baseball, it's it's just so palpable, and, and I, I hope that ours is as it's well. A, it's a disease as well, to believe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, I, it would be so so great to just go to the Louisville Slugger Museum with you. I think that would be just the most amazing time. So there you go. I just drop that. <laughs> I'll meet you there one day. There you go. <laughs> Very good. Um, couple final things here, Kevin. I know I said I was going to wrap things up a couple minutes ago, but just a couple last things. Um, the biggest, what do you consider to be the biggest misunderstanding or misconception that fans and or media have about the game of baseball? Uh, I think we addressed a couple of them. Uh, okay. for, one being uh, what a manager's job is, okay. or what's important to a manager. Uh, and, uh, the importance of what catchers do beyond what you see on the back of a baseball card, or even on a fan baseball reference page, like important to, of, of just what that guy behind the plate does. Um, just how many human beings are involved in a player from the time he's first laid eyes on as an amateur to the time he makes his major league debut. Hmm. Interesting. And then last thing, um, you working in a front office for as long as you did, what would you, or who would you prefer to work for a guy like Steve Cohen, who's willing to spend tons of money, but also maybe a little bit overbearing head case pain in the rear end, or a guy like Stu Sternberg, who is regarded as a bit of a penny pincher, but also hands off and, uh, let's, the, the front office guys and execs do their job. What would you, what, what camp would you rather be in? Cohen all the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I want the best players period. And, and, and period. And the thing is like, you, you know, um, like, you know, you said Cohen's like a pain in the butt. Like, I don't know how much a pain in the butt he is for the people in the front office. Right. Mm. Like if, if Steve Cohen's going to tweet some dumb shit and, and I still have a $280 million budget tweet, tweet every goddamn day. I don't give a shit. Right. I can, <laughs> yeah. put up, I can deal with that. I don't care. I'm just, do stupid tweets. Um, you know, it's, it's about the hands off thing is, is a really good thing. Like if he's there, I'm happy to deal with Steve and talk to Steve and let him know why we're making those decisions. Um, my mind changes. If Steve's coming in and saying, you have to sign this guy, or mm. I won't let you sign this guy or no, I won't let you make this trade. Like that's, that's, the, that's the owner you don't want. Right. If, they, if you're some like pain in the ass owner because you tweet a lot, or even just because you're around a lot and you want to, you know, want to be talked to and you need to be things need to be explained to you because your money, that's cool. Um, it, but if if Cohen's like giving me two hundred eighty million dollars to work with and he's staying out of the way of the baseball decisions and 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 just like the absolute like the hammer down baseball decisions, yes or no. Um, but I still need, but he's like high maintenance all day. Give it to me, take it. Yeah, give me my give me my two eighty. That's awesome. Very good, um, Kevin. It's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for the time and all the insight. Is there anything you want to promote on FanGraphs or social media, podcast, etc.? Um, I mean, obviously, there's there's tons of great content every day at FanGraphs, including that even even now with the locket going on. We'll we'll keep going. Prospect lists are rolling out soon. That's exciting. Um, Every Friday morning, my podcast comes out, which is Chin Music, which is, I don't know, two to three hours a week, uh, different co-host every week, different guests every week. This week, it's Lindsay Adler, who covers the Yankees for The Athletic, and the guest is my dear friend, 
uh, Brandon Shaq Harris, who is a, um, a two-time bracelet winner in the World Series of Poker, a professional poker player, uh, and wonderfully strange human being. Um, and that comes out every Friday morning if you got two and a half hours to kill. It's a good time. Um, and then if you want to watch me be a jerk on Twitter, it's Kevin <laughs> underscore Goldstein. Uh, why DeKalb, Illinois? Why, yeah, why live it, there? It, it's family stuff. Um, okay. I don't know how much longer we'll be here, um, but um, my, my wife's children are here and, and we came here. Okay. Ulysses and I prefer the palm trees yes. in the sun. So <laughs> yeah, that's fine. It's, it's, it's like, it's lovely here today. It's like, uh, it's going to be like 48 right now. It's really un- unseasonably warm. I, I have a beanie and it's, uh, you know, 76 yeah. in my apartment. <laughs> right. You remind me of the, like the, the Dominican kids who like go to, you know, they go to the Midwest league for the first time. It's like 62 and they got like a yeah. park and a scarf and gloves on. Yeah. You're not very far. I mean, Venezuela. And I don't know. Yeah. If you Venezuela. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. No, when it drops below 70, we're putting hot rub on. No, I, I, yeah, I've, I've been down there and laughed at people yeah. when it's when it's 58 degrees in Florida and laughed at the that laughed how people dress. Yeah. I'm walking around, Kevin, it's 58. I got short sleeves on them. People are like, what are what are you people doing? <laughs> Kevin, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank Anytime, you. guys. Okay, that wraps up our three-part conversation with Kevin Goldstein, fangrafts.com, national baseball writer and a longtime executive with the Houston Astros. Hope you all enjoyed that. Again, if you want to check the entirety of that conversation, check it out on our YouTube page. Uh, Meanwhile, Ulysses and I will be back in person on Friday for a more traditional episode, so stay tuned for that. Thank you again for making the Locked on Rays podcast your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on Bets podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow on Friday.